episode number 21 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm an interior stylist, color consultant, designer, writer and author of a book called Downsize with Style. Today we are talking about the basics of body corporates and what every empty nester thinking of buying an apartment needs to know about their investment. Are you thinking of buying an apartment of the plan? Are you hesitant because you're not sure if you understand all the responsibilities that are involved in such a step? And are you aware that by buying an apartment, you also buy a membership in the body corporate? So stay tuned to this episode of the podcast and you will hear from an expert in this field what you need to know before signing a contract. So today I'm here with Lisa Rutland. She is a body corporate record searcher or strata searcher. And when I first read it, I thought, okay, I have to talk to this lady and ask her what that is and spent the past eight years reading thousands of body corporate records. So I think the best is if she introduces herself and tells you um, a bit about herself. So welcome, Lisa. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Yeah, good to hear. Good that you're here. Um, so what exactly are you doing in your job as a strata searcher? Okay, basically I investigate body corporates or if you're in New South Wales, they're usually called owners corporations. So my job is to research and find out what's going on in a specific body corporate and report to whoever wants to know. Usually it's purchases. It, it's a big decision buying in a body corporate because, as you've already said, you're taking on responsibility for a portion of the common property as well as your lot. And plus there are a lot more rules around apartments than there are just buying a home. Mm, yeah, that's right. I have um, discovered when I came across your website um, that you published an ebook called The Basics of Body Corporates. So the first thing I did, I downloaded it and read through it. And I thought, oh, my good, that's interesting. So it's really a big, big document, lots of information. So um, maybe we start with the, um, the first thing. What is a body corporate? Okay. Like, so a body corporate come about through a process called strata titling. So all, all our blocks of land, so all our houses, all our suburbs are all created by developers mm. in conjunction with the, the councils around Australia. When they subdivide, they can only subdivide to a certain size. So blocks have to be so big. So when you some blocks of land are very, very desirable, shall we say, mm. and they wanted to find a way to to open that up to more people. So they developed strata titling, which is a way to subdivide so that the apartments or the blocks within the land can be sold separately but without actually subdividing the land itself. Yeah. So what happens is the it creates a, a new entity, if you like, which is called mm. the, the body corporate, and they own the common property, which is the property that everybody owns. Mm, mm. And then everybody gets the title to their own lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a, if you look around at the moment, I've been driving recently a lot through Sydney in the south and in the west and everywhere, and I, everywhere you see these apartments 
coming yeah. up. It's just amazing. I, I, I discover almost every day a new construction site and uh, think, yeah. oh, my God, what's that? And either it's shops or it's apartments, and mostly at the, yes. this day it's apartments. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people maybe consider to buy an apartment. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really important to know all about what's involved then. Yeah. It is involved. It can be quite um, – if you're not aware of what's going to be involved, it can be quite uh, confronting. Yeah. People are going to be telling you what to do. You're going to be getting bills for things that uh, mm. you may not think that you're responsible for. And, you know, there's rules to live by. You have to – it's communal investing and communal living. Yeah. And if you don't play well with others, it's it's possibly not not a good move for you. <laughs> yes. Because you will have to get on with other people. That That's what it's all about. It's about investing – with others and it's about living with others mm. so even if you're buying as an investment property you know these are things that you need to to be aware of is uh, that if you wouldn't want to live there then it's probably going to be difficult to find a, a, an invest, a, a tenant who would want to live there yeah so what like for example um people who are planning to downsize what should they be aware of when they intend to buy an apartment so when they say oh maybe we buy an apartment you know they start thinking about this decision what what should they first maybe look for or um, research okay. things like that what's okay well, location is usually the biggest driver of what you want and and that's the biggest benefit of body corporates is that you are going to be able to get a probably very nice location mm. you know close to beaches close to, to to cafes and all that sort of thing the next question is how much is it going to cost how much is the holding cost going to be? Because um, the thing about body corporates is that you pay for everything. It's mm -hmm. pay as you go. So around your house, you know, you might want to change a light bulb. You just change the light bulb. But in a body corporate, they've got to get somebody to come in and change the light bulb. You mm -hmm. know, you pay for every task that happens. And that, that's all reflected in the levies and the yearly levies for the building. So whatever the levies are, they're going to increase. They always increase, just the same as living costs increase with CPI. It's just the way it is. So you need to, particularly for, for people who are, who are maybe retired, you need to consider, okay, we're going to live here for, say, 20 years. The levies are this much at the moment. At a 3% at a increase over 20 years, how much are they going to be in 20 years? I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a big, um, it's a large chunk of money. But in saying that, at the same time, you, you can budget for your uh, upgrade costs, I suppose, or your, your maintenance costs, because that's exactly what levies are. They are an estimate, and that's that's each year the, the levies are collected to cover all the costs, so they, they estimate how much they're going to spend, and mm. then they collect that much. That's your portion of what, what, it gonna, what it's going to cost. Um, one of the big issues is going to be building defects. So it's a around about 50% of buildings, these apartment buildings that are built, they have problems. Mm. They just they have water leaks is the most common. They have I, I did a search last week and there was a um, a basement that is failing. So you know these these with apartment buildings because they're so much bigger, they're also much more complex. So mm. if problems arise, then it, it becomes very, very expensive to fix. That said, 
there's also a lot more lot owners, so the costs are, are spread over a lot of people. But if you can find a building with, with little defects or not many defects, that's the best way to go. Also, the people in, in, the, in the building, if you're um, particularly a retiree and you're moving into a building that's in a, an area where there's a lot of nightclubs or um, well, in the inner city, you're probably going to find a lot of the people in the building are younger. Mm. They're going to be um, partying all the time. Um, here in, well, on the Gold Coast, if you bought in Surface Paradise, then once a year you're going to get inundated with schoolies and um, all sorts of things like that. You need to be aware of what's happening around your building and look for, you know, the people who live there are going to be your neighbours and they're going to be close neighbours, if you like, because yeah, yeah. you can't. You can't get away from them. Yeah. So it's important to choose what's going to suit you yeah. in the long term. It's not just about the location and the apartment. Think about the community that you're moving yeah. into. Yeah, it's always good to do a bit of research in the area. It's like when you buy a house, basically. You don't just so I want to live there and then you just go and buy it. You have maybe you look go there, you know, you have a walk around, yes. you sit yes. there, go there for having a coffee and just check it, check out the location. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay, so um, now you said people buy into a body corporate and there's this common entity. So who runs that then once okay. you decide to buy into, maybe I have bought this apartment now in a nice new building and so who is in charge of the that whole entity then, yeah. Okay, the, the body corporate is run by the lot owners. So all of the... You buy into this building and it's like a little country and, and you people are the citizens and you rule yourself. You just, that's where you're at. So how that, the mechanism that's used is that, that a, a committee is elected mm -hmm. every at general meeting. The, um, all the lot owners or all the lot owners who have paid their levies in full are entitled to vote on all the motions. The body corporate needs to have a majority to, to get anything done. One of the things that they do is they elect the committee at the annual general meeting every year and then the committee does the day-to-day -day running of the business, the answering the correspondence, the calling of the meetings, all, all the things that they, the legislation says that they have to do. They make the decisions within frameworks. So there's uh, limits on spending, limits on things that they can do. Um, uh, there's all, all sorts of mm. rules and regulations that they've got to get by. So the committee is in charge from one year to a year, you know, one year to... To next four, year, yeah. For one year. The, the committee is only elected for one year. They then, uh, well, the body corporate as a whole may decide to, to hire contractors to help. So if there's a, an on-site manager on, in the building, so mm. you have someone there, that's a contract that's entered into by the body corporate, by all the lot owners as a whole. That that he, he's a paid or they are a paid person whose job is, well, there's a contract that sets out exactly what their job is. But for the most part, that's going to be they're the person that changes the light bulbs. They clean the pool. They, mm. they clean the stairs. They make sure that the lift is working, all yeah. of that sort of thing. And then they also hire a body corporate manager. For most people, the person that they will contact will be the body corporate manager, and that's because they are the ones that issue the levies. Mm -hmm. mm. They are hired. They are literally a secretary. Their job is to count the money, chase people who haven't paid their levies, to 
seen correspondence. They're, they're just literally doing what the committee tells them to do. So that is basically a person, an owner from who owns one of the lots in the building, and he has then all these extra jobs to do once he's elected to be the yes. manager. Well, no, oh. that's the building manager or the on-site manager. Yeah. And, yes, they're, they're yeah. literally they have to be a lot owner in the building. Well, don't, not always, but, but 90% of the they yeah. are a lot owner. And they have they're paid a wage to do Oh, they're the paid to do that. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering, yeah. is that all volunteer work? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's not volunteer. It's a, And it's, a, um, it's usually quite a good wage as well. Okay. It's a business that they all run. Right. And part of their business is to maintain the complex. That's a building manager. A body corporate manager is a separate company usually that's appointed to um, – they're like accountants slash secretaries. So they manage the money on behalf of the body corporate. And these are and, also owners? like or No, they're not owners. They are they're not, not owners. owners. Okay. They're they completely separate. Mm. Um, they are – the face of the body corporate, if you like, which which okay. is why there's always this impression that a body corporate is a corporate structure. Mm. It's it's not at all. It's just a group of owners. That's okay. all it is. So basically it's in the interest of every owner to go to these committee meetings and where, the, where these managers or um, business managers are elected then or where, where, so that they have their say. Or um, Once you've elected the committee... The committee deal with the business. You can't go to a committee meeting and raise business at a committee meeting as a, just as a lot owner. You have your opportunity to vote at general meetings, and yeah. once you've elected the committee, then they deal with everything. And how often are these meetings then? Like that's well, That depends on the body corporate. Some of them will meet maybe once a year, mm -hmm. which is really not enough to do a lot of work. Mm. Others will meet every two months mm -hmm. and um, even often, more often. Some of the very large buildings, they meet every month simply because the volume of work is that large. Yeah. But they have to. People who join the committee are volunteers. These are just lot owners. You know, they're, they're giving up a large part of their time Occasionally, they may receive, you know, if they're out of state, say you owned a, a lot, a, a unit yep. in Queensland, they may pay for your, the, the body corporate may pay for you to come up here and, and attend the committee meetings. All oh, right. Yeah. So, but that is the volunteer work. This is what I meant. So, if you are yeah. an owner, you live in that building, but you, you want to work on the committee, that's kind of a volunteer thing. That is okay. This, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, and yes. the other people are paid, like the business the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But, but the volunteers, the, they're just lot owners, the same as everybody else. Yeah. They are in charge. Mm. They are making the calls. They are making the decisions. Wow. So that's really interesting because then, if you can't, <laughs> you have to really keep up with all these people. You know, if you can't stand them, so it, it's it's in yes. your interest that you go to the annual general meeting when oh, once sure. everything. Everyone sure. is elected. Yeah, yeah, that's quite right. Because I, I guess people are always quick in complaining about all sorts of stuff, but when then the meeting is on and it's basically time to show up and show some responsibility, they're not there, you know, but then you can't complain later as well. This is... Well, I actually think that complaints are a wonderful thing. Uh, <laughs> a body corporate, as I said, it's your own little country and the only people who are interested are you people who are in there. So there isn't any any oversight or somebody who's going to come along and say, oh, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. So if you have complaints, 
Mm. By all means, I think you should speak up because it could be that there are other lot owners that have the same yeah. complaints as well. And it may be something that's happening that, that it turns out that the majority doesn't like. Mm, yeah, yeah, this is the thing. One has to start saying something and yes. usually others follow then, yeah. But it's yes. the, to be able to do that, you have to go to the meeting in the first place. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you don't actually have to go to the meeting. You actually... Um, uh, Email is, Email is a great tool for, for body corporates because uh, there's a requirement for everything to be in writing, which is ah, right, okay. makes my job possible because mm. going in, I'm reading what all these people have written. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and it is. It's, it's a good record for, for everybody, uh, not just because a lot of lot owners, they're overseas, they travel, they're interstate, mm. you know, It's about everybody being kept in touch with what's happening. Mm. So the best thing you can do is is read the minutes. Read the minutes of the mm. meetings that get sent to you. You will keep in touch with what's happening. If there's anything that you don't like about, speak up. Send somebody an email mm. and say, hey, I don't like it. Well I, well, I have this problem. Yeah, this is especially important if you – let's say, buy an apartment as investment and as tenants in there. So the tenants the tenants obviously have no say in the whole thing then because oh. they don't own it. Yeah, so you, and if you are in a different state or somewhere, yeah, yeah, you yes. need to have some sort of, yeah, email or just, yeah, keep yeah. following what's going on there. Mm. Yes. All right. And so did we now talk, what are the responsibilities of a unit owner in a body corporate Did you mention that already? Or okay. if you the responsibilities of a unit owner. If you don't have to get involved with the committee or the running of a body corporate, but every unit owner has to obey the bylaws. Mm. They're the rules that, that govern. Well, it's communal living. It's to everybody's benefit if everybody obeys the, the bylaws. Um, and the other thing is pay your levies. Mm -hmm. The levies are... People think that the body corporate is trying to make money off you. It's, it's not like that at all. The body corporate is apportioning costs. That's all it is. So mm -hmm. it'd be like going out to dinner with a group of people and then it, when it came time to pay the bill, say, oh, no, sorry, I can't pay the bill. Yeah. It's your portion of the cost. You need to pay your levies. Mm -hmm. And if you can't pay your levies, then, then you need to, to communicate that and, and, and work out some sort of payment arrangement because the body corporate doesn't have the capacity to say, oh, okay, we'll just put this on hold for, yeah. for three months before you get yourself together because it's costs. Those costs are ongoing. They never stop. They mm. never change. And um, uh, there is no break. There is no stopping anything. Mm. So we, we already mentioned the levies before. So they just say they have to be paid yearly or if according to a payment plan, if they whatever their people arrange yeah. then. It's all, so, all differs from body corporate the, to body okay. corporate. Some pay once a year, some pay once a month, some right. pay most pay once every three months mm -hmm. a, a quarterly levy. And so they are calculated based on experience in the past and then it's kind of an estimate what's coming up in the next year or like yeah they um well there's two levies there's the the admin fund levy and the sinking fund levy the admin fund is the day-to-day -day living expenses and that is just a as you say based on the past what what did we spend last year is it likely to be the same mm. is there going to be an increase um they estimate them but then they might say you know what we really want to redo the whole gardens 
Mm. So we'll just budget in an extra $10,000 for that. So that, that's what they do. They have a, a committee meeting and they sit down and they work out what they plan to spend in the next year and that uh, total it up and that becomes the admin fund levies. The sinking fund levies, the idea behind the sinking fund is that everybody who's ever lived in the building con- contributes a little bit towards the capital upkeep of the building. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Sinking fund levies are calculated based on a sinking fund forecast, and that's a forecast over 15 years, um, and they'll look at things like painting the building, um, if you have lifts in the building, whether the lifts need to be changed, you know, changing the carpet in the foyer and mm. uh, all sorts of things like that, upgrading the garden, maybe the pool will need some work, all those sort of things are all forecast over a 15-year period, and then they say, okay, we're going to collect this much over mm. each year. So the the sinking fund is very important, although in Victoria it is possible to have a building with a zero sinking fund, which means that um, they don't actually collect any sinking fund at all. They Any works that need to be done are just paid by the owners in the building mm-hmm. at that particular point in time. All right. So that sinking fund is basically like a savings account. So people, it is they save money for future... Things yes. that could come up, yeah, like yes, repairs exactly. or whatever, replacement of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the sinking fund forecasters are an estimate of how much they need. Mm. It's specifically for that. Then there might be a special levy. A special levy happens when something happens that they didn't anticipate. So, for instance, in 2011 in Brisbane when um, – the city flooded. Mm. There's all these buildings that they suddenly they had to, to deal to, with the, the buildings being flooded. Yeah. <laughs> we have to deal with that. So a lot of them had to, well, some of them had insurance, but a lot of them had to just raise special levies. It, it's unfortunate. Mm. You just but, have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Other times special levies are raised because they just haven't collected enough money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you just mentioned insurance. So how does that work? Every homeowner needs to have its his own insurance for the his stuff in his apartment let's say yeah, or in their yeah. apartment but then is there a, they have to contribute to a general building insurance as well or um there there will always be insurance for the body corporate mm. whether or not that includes the actual building will be whether or not there is actually a building because a body corporate can be um uh you know a, a strata title like a, a gated community where there are actually uh, houses if you like mm-hmm. so there's not actually a joint insurance building and a uh, joint Be- building so yeah. which everybody takes care of their own building in Queensland it's defined by the plan so you either have a, a standard format plan or a building format plan so a building format plan will be your standard high rise and they are going to have insurance that covers all of the all of the building all of the lots up to the centre of the wall. So anything that's inside your lot is your responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if there was, say, a water leak in the roof coming into your lot and it came down the wall and got all over your sofa, the insurance for the body corporate would cover the the leak, fixing the leak, Mm. and fixing the wall where it came down, but it wouldn't cover the furniture. Okay. You would have to have your own contents insurance to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So how claims work? If so, if something goes wrong in your lot and you make a, a claim on the on the insurance, you will need to pay the excess. 
If the problem is caused by something that comes from common property, then the body corporate pays the excess. Mm -hmm. So really, one of the biggest arguments in body corporates is what is common property and what is the lot? <laughs> yeah, that's in, yeah. In the lot is body, is lot owner responsibility, and so the uh, walls yeah. is basically the corporate or what like the walls have. If you have walls with your neighbor, you have you know the wall. Yeah, two sides yes. of the wall, but is it the neighbors yes. or is it the the buildings? Um, well, thing? and is the this? rules are so because <laughs> they actually measure it from the center of the walls, and oh, oh, it's yeah. very very complex the way yeah. they work it out. Um, yeah. If you it's, think that it's common property, it's certainly worth raising it with your body corporate. They may not pay or they may dispute, but you know, yeah. it's a lot cheaper to get repairs, pay a portion of a repair than it is to, to fund it yourself. Mm. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> there are a lot of occasions where lot owners they just have a problem, they fix it, and then they find out later but, that it was common property uh, that can also cause problems because um the the common property has to be maintained in a certain way yes, to be yeah. in compliance with legislation so if you do something that hasn't been controlled the way it should be then it can create issues as well mm. so communication is really vital talk to people all the time okay. about what's going on um because you just mentioned that with the um, interiors or if people do something which does not comply, is are unit owners allowed to change their interior? Like, You're allowed to change your interior to a certain degree, but um, you have to check the bylaws for the body corporate because <laughs> the, anything that can be seen from the outside will be controlled. Mm-hmm. So like the blinds that you have in the windows, it, it, they probably will have a certain type of blind that it has to be because you, all of the, well, you can just imagine. And in fact, I do see it sometimes. You have all the building, everybody has white blinds and then there's one person with pink and they just stand out like mm. a sore thumb. So it will depend on whether or not it can be seen from the outside. It also depends. Everything always depends on the bylaws for the particular body corporate. So, so basically, if, if I buy an apartment off the plan, usually if the new builds, they have these, the color schemes are already done, you know, they have the display, yeah. they have all the same sort of, or you can choose between two or three color schemes. Or, yeah. So now I choose something and then that's all built and then I move in and then I see, oh, actually I need more storage or whatever. I want to build in something or I ch- want to change some colors of the walls or something, then would I have to call or to, no. to submit something to that body corporate and ask them to do this? Or could I just, if, if it's not like, for example, if it could not be seen from the outside, like if I change on the 32nd yeah. floor or something, a wall color yeah. that would not be seen from the outside. In, in, if changing your wall colors is usually, that's completely up to you. Um, if you're making structural changes, then you really do need to to discuss it because you don't know what's a load bearing wall and what's mm, not. Yeah. So it's so meaning like having changing wall uh, room sizes or like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, like that. you need mm. to discuss. 
some buildings have renovation policies, mm-hmm. which is really more about um, having workmen on the site, having people coming in and out mm. producing rubbish because yeah. it's all going to come out into shared areas. So they will have a policy about how you can do that, hours mm. that you can work, the noise, the yeah. dust. They, they have rules about everything. Yeah. So, all right. But the, it's all to protect you. So say you're fine, but your neighbour's completely gutting their place. It's going to be a a problem for you, particularly if they're above you and Mm. they create heaps of noise. So the rules are are there to to protect everybody. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, kind of, yeah, you think, oh, I'm going to buy an apartment, but there's actually so many things to think about because you're not in your own four walls in your house anymore where you could basically not do what you wanted but do a lot more you know because you don't have neighbors and yeah wow yeah that's it's kind of a it's a lot i don't know i'm not sure if everyone is aware of that you know like do what people are not aware of that and it comes up a lot and people that was the whole idea about writing the 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 ebook yeah these are all things that come up all the time that that people were not aware of Mm. And and then they, they end up in conflict with their body corporate, which is so stressful. It really is. It yeah. feels like everybody's ganging up on you. Yeah. So what are the what are the most common disputes in body corporates? Um the, the most common dispute is um pets. Uh that's a resident thing. Um oh, okay. people some people really, really like animals and some people really, really, really don't. And mm. Some people let their animals bark and all the cats are yeah. out, sort of thing, and it creates a big drama. Peace is always a big problem. Parking is another one. Parking, because obviously it's communal living, there's limited um, amount of space. Uh, most apartments will have one car space, mm. but most apartments will have two people living in them with two cars. So I talked to someone just recently and uh, they'd bought an apartment that um, they had a carport, but uh, the carport is so small that a, a, a um, SUV can't actually get into it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it, it is. It's Who just designed amazing. that carport? I mean, it should be kind Nobody of... Nobody tells you you might have to have a small car. A small car, exactly, yeah. yeah. Live in this apartment, yeah. Oh. So it, it is... It, Space is at a premium, and that's the whole idea with body corporates is they're cramming as many titles onto the smallest amount of land that they can so oh to make the goodness. most of it. Yeah, and I guess some of the other things is maybe storage space because storage I know, space. yeah, I know from talking to empty nests as it's one of the biggest issues storage optimization where everyone has too much stuff. they I mean, they they should all declutter and get rid of it. But um, I heard yes. already some of the apartments have downstairs in the car park, like little storage yes. compartments or something, which is yeah, quite most, handy. Most of the newest ones will have some sort of storage. Yeah. Um, older buildings, no. uh, it's a common problem, people yeah. storing things in their car space. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and then it's the cars have to go somewhere else. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a, it's a big deal. Space is, is a real premium. Yeah. It's um, oh. and any f- disputes about you're encroaching on my space uh, yeah. are, you know, it's a big deal. People get uh, it does it erupts into great big debates. People get cars towed, they um, oh, yeah, get yeah, blocked yeah. in, and you know all sorts of things like that. Mm. Um, noise is another big issue as well. 
Um, surprisingly, not as much, you know, parties, but, uh, you know, you see these beautiful buildings and they all have balconies, but um, yeah. if somebody goes out on the balcony and yeah. they're there sort of 10 o'clock at night, have, yeah. just having a few drinks, they're just talking with their friends. But mm. if you're right next door... Mm. And that's right outside your bedroom. That can be really, really destructive. I just, while you say that, I've been recently in a large apartment building in the city, in Sydney, and um, it was a 32nd floor or something, and um, they balcony, of course, and we were inside. It was really, you couldn't hear anything. And then we opened that door, and I said, oh, my God. I was. It was a Saturday afternoon. There was not the peak traffic going on, but still, it's in the middle, kind of in the middle of the city, near the Harbour Bridge. There was such a such a, an amount of noise coming up the building yeah. from the main yeah. roads going up to the bridge. And I thought, if that yeah. is on a normal business day in the morning or in the afternoon, that must be. I couldn't sit there for five minutes. I said, "What? Yes. It was really not relaxing, you know, to sit on that balcony." And and I thought, yeah. "Oh my god." You actually don't use that at all. I wouldn't use it, you know. I mean, this is, but I mean, this was an inner city apartment, so you have to be aware where you're going. If you want to live in the city, then you have to keep up with the city. You know, you can't complain that's too loud. It's an interesting point you raised there about noise. Um, One of the things that people don't really think of when they're looking at apartments is that you really need to... um, Stand still and listen mm. because if you hear a lot of noise, there isn't anything you can do about it. There's not going to be um, something that comes up a lot is, um, you know, you see buildings and they have cafes downstairs or restaurants yeah. downstairs, which is a fabulous idea. Mm. Right up until about 10.30 at night when people were still having a wonderful time and you're trying to go to sleep and the noise is just Going right. up, yeah, and it's there usually is. going up, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like particularly in the summer where you want yeah. to have your doors open to, to yeah, take advantage yeah. of breezes. So, yeah, you need to be very, and the other thing is um, smells. Mm. So, very large buildings, um, particularly, there's a lot of rubbish generated. Mm. And um, if your apartment is close to the rubbish bins, then possibly you're oh, going right. to be have a problem with smells. Oh my god! So yeah, if you're looking at apartments, yeah. stick your head out and have a good sniff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to kind of take it in with all your senses, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you do, but you do. yeah. That that with the coming back to the noise, I've just when, when I mentioned before, a lot of these apartment blocks or developments are right next to main roads. Yeah. Well, when I was driving, you know, it's a main road. It's um. Not the biggest one, but kind of a main road, you know, and there's lots yeah. of people and I thought, oh, that's another thing. So it's kind of, yeah, it's really, I think there's a lot of decisions, not only like how the apartment looks inside, but also what we just said, where it is and what's the surroundings, oh, cafes, sure. noise, what you just mentioned, yeah. That has a lot of implications for the body corporate as well, because like a main road, that's going to create problems with pollution. Mm. In the, in the property, so it may be from the body corporate's perspective that they have to clean the windows more often, oh, which right. high rise is a, you know, it's quite a drama to get windows cleaned. Um, I saw something, a building I did just recently, they were having problems with the, the sidewalk. Uh, mm. It's 
it's it's the centre of Brisbane in a, in a city street, but it's considered body corporate property, and the council has to dig up their sidewalk and to get to the pipes to fix whatever the issue is underneath there, mm. and then it comes back to the body corporate to to replace it. You know, there's all sorts of lots of things like that that are going to impact on your enjoyment of of a property mm-hmm. that you need to consider the 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 um the offsets, I guess. Is it going to work for you? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing is, most people they want a low maintenance property because they say yes. we are retiring, we are going out of the house, we don't want to have all the chores. So basically. You you think you have a low maintenance place all nice and we're going to travel and doing what we have loved to do and have more fun. But um, yeah, after now listening to you, I think there's a lot of other things people have to really think about because nothing is worth than when you move somewhere in and you've spent all the money. And then after half a year, you discover, oh my God, this is actually not the place where we want to stay. You yeah, know, then yeah. it's. Well, Body corporates, you can get that like that maintenance free. You know, you won't have to worry about doing any of it because it's all done for you. But the but the mm. offside or the the balance of that is that you pay for it. Mm. Mm. All right. So yeah. So I mean, I just wanted to make the listeners aware again of your ebook, which is av- available for free on the website. Um, Uh, called my uh, www.mybodycorporate.com.au so i i really would um, recommend to read this and then um, maybe if if people are need some help they can contact you via the website there's everything there to um um yeah what they need to know and um yeah i guess that's really um an interesting interesting podcast and uh, it's a lot to take in and um, but as i said i can only recommend to download that the ebook or contact lisa on the website and and just have a chat with her and maybe yeah she can help you say the website is my body corp report oh sorry yeah sorry i'm so sorry my body corp report okay and you're right it is a lot to take in and one of the things that i wanted to do with the ebook was make it a resource that when something comes up you can go back and refer to it yeah so that yeah that and that it's what it is i i as i said i printed it out it's really um comprehensive and this everything is explained in detail with other links where yes. you can have more information and yeah so that's um yeah quite right. helpful all right um lisa thank you so much for your time today and all the information i'm kind of, yeah. i'm kind of overwhelmed with all that <laughs> it is a, it's, it's a big subject I, yeah. I would like to reiterate to people don't worry about it apartment living is it can be a fantastic lifestyle yeah you just be aware that there are more rules and communicate Communicate, 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 and and you probably won't go wrong. Cool. Thanks a lot. This was a nice word to close this off. And um, I I would like to um, just mention my website as well, which is downsizewithstyle.com. And if you would like to learn more about how I can help you to downsize, um, visit the website. You will find more information about my book and um, a new workshop that I'm, I have created. And it's especially for those of you who struggle to get started to downsize and overcome their procrastination. 
Um, Downsizing 101 is a three and a half hour interactive learning session where um, empty nesters will get expert advice on decluttering, space planning, storage optimization, and all get answers to their questions um, how to get started and, and, and how to overcome procrastination. And they can also connect with like minded people. Um, the workshop in I plan to do it in um, a different locations around Sydney in 2015. So if you are interested, please contact me via the website downsizewithstyle.com. There is a um, a tab called Downsizing 101 Workshop, and there you you will find the link to contact me and um, with a preferred location. So yeah, thanks so much for listening today. Um, if you found that podcast valuable it would be great if you um, spread the word and leave a rating or review on itunes that would really be um, um, fantastic and would help me to promote the podcast and share it to even more people so thanks again for listening and have a great week bye